Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my fellow champs? Welcome in to another episode of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am back. I am Justin. He's I, back. I am Justin Gonzalez, and you can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. And Derek, thanks for holding it down last week, man. You can see him or find him at on Twitter at pigskin underscore DRock. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? We haven't talked to you in a week. Good, brother. Good, man. I'm glad we got these technical difficulties. Yes. Got a lot of stuff to uh, talk about. We were humbled by technology. Yes, we were, man. It was uh, (laughs) technology. definitely a learning experience. (laughs) Something you didn't think we'd have to go through this this deep in, but hey. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Read uh, the the instruction manual, guys. (laughs) Just leave it at that. All right, dude. Uh, dude, we got a lot to talk about. Training camp is full, full swing. Full swing, man. We are getting into it, bro. It is almost August. My phone will not stop vibrating. Like, literally, notification after notification. If you're not on Twitter and you're not following, like, beat writers and stuff, like, you're really missing out. Like, you got to be on there following this stuff because you see all these little tidbits here and there. And, like, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but it's really exciting. Like football is here. It's also it's also very easy to fall into the hype. It is, it is, and that's why we're here. We're here to Absolutely, talk about the man. things that are happening and try to make sense of it all because there's a lot of information out there. For so. sure, man, dude. Well, let's get into what's been going on now. The training camps, full swing, all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Yeah. First of all, though, don't be a chump. Okay, follow the champs at on Twitter at Pigskin Champs and on Facebook at Pigskin Champs Pod. Let's talk some news. Hey, what happened? So much to talk about tonight. A lot happened, Derek. A lot happened. So much to talk about. <laughs> All right, this list is Aaron Rodgers reports to training camp. After restructuring his contract, they added a void year to make Rodgers an unrestricted free agent in 2022, making it him po- it possible for him to just walk away. Just want to play with my damn emotions, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All off season long, just yep. want to play with everybody's emotions. And then he flies in on the day before camp with an office shirt on and some flip flops. Yep, I'm ready to play some big football. Sunglasses. I'm ready to play some freaking football. All right, man. I do. Appre- I, I do appreciate it. my dynasty team. Appreciate you, hundred percent, Aaron Rodgers. My dynasty team has. I've Aaron got Jones. The Ro- I have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. I have. Rogers Adam stack and yeah. I, that just saved my dynasty roster. Yeah. <laughs> this year. So it's like it's like hey, it's like Christmas in July. Hey. Aaron Rodgers reports to camp. Thank you, Rogers. Needed that. Okay. I'm glad you got your vacation in. Now get to fucking work <laughs> and throw some touchdowns. Um all right, Devontae Adams, not interested in taking a discount. Wants okay. to be paid like the Number one wide receiver in football. He will not be on any State Farm commercials. No discount double check for him. He's trying nope. to get the bag. Nope. He needs all the He deserves money. it, man. He's bring me my money. He's, he is the best wide receiver in the league. In the league right now. Hands so. down. There's no one better. 
No. There's no he's, one better. He's a hell of a wide receiver. He was the only option last year, and nobody could stop him. Well, here's like, the other thing, too, is that like, with the Packers restructuring Aaron Rodgers, they freed up enough cap space to offer him a bigger extension, which is he turned down, and then, you know, they, I guess the word turned down is not the right word. They couldn't come to an agreement because the Packers were probably lowballing or not offering enough money. Devontae Adams is going to get his money now. Yeah. They better pay the man. We're going to see. I, I don't know if either one of these guys are here next year. I think Devontae Adams gets tagged no matter what. If he doesn't get extended, he gets tagged 100%. Well, have fun with Jordan Love. Oh, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is gone, but there's a legit possibility that Adams gets tagged. I don't like that. I don't like that. They're well, not going to let Devontae Adams go. No, I know, but it's just... Unless they're going full rebuild, which I highly doubt because... Well, you're going to do that with Jordan just, Love. Jordan Love should not be in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. This that's my argument right now. Like, they were they released the better quarterback. They released Blake Bortles. Oh Jesus Christ. Why'd they release Blake Bortles? I don't know. But they got they got him a new friend. Who? They got Aaron Rodgers a new friend. They didn't yeah, they did. Uh, Randall Cobb traded to the Packers. This man I thought this, this man. So this is this is shit. this is how I this is how I view this is how I see the conversation between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going. He walks in and they're like, "Aaron, listen, bro. We've we've offered you everything, man. Just please tell us what you want." And he just goes, "Oh, Randall Cobb." And like, "That's it? All right, go call him. Call call the Texans right now. <laughs> call them right now. Well, yeah, absolutely. You want you want Randall Cobb? Bring him over. Let's go." And reportedly, Devontae Adams is super excited about it. And he also said that he's waiting on, you know, waiting to hear that Jordy Nelson's coming back too. <laughs> That's a real quote. That's from Devontae Adams himself. He said he's, you know. Oh, Jesus. Listen, I think that getting Randall Cobb to me is better than them drafting a rookie for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the only reason why I say that, now I'm not saying that Randall Cobb is going to be this elite option, but Rodgers trusts Randall Cobb. And yes. if you watched Aaron Rodgers play, this guy's all about trust. As we've seen, like he doesn't trust the Packers front office. That's why he was. He didn't trust anybody else but Devontae Adams. Yeah. And then when he got to the red zone, Tunyon was there. Like he yeah. didn't trust anybody. You don't trust nobody. It's 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 either Devontae, it's Devontae Adams one through five on his list of people he trusts, right? Devontae that's, Adams one through that's five. That's his first five reads. And then it's Aaron it's Jones because he's like, okay, well, I have to run the ball at some point. So I'll hand it to this guy. And then Tunyon's like seventh or eighth on the list, you know? <laughs> so all the empty spots are filled by Devontae Adams. <laughs> and then Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb comes in. Aaron Rodgers trusts him. I think it's good for, yeah, for the whole offense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you bring in a rookie, he's going to take a while to develop. Dude, so. we might be getting like Aaron Rodgers and his skill set with like the mentality of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, just playing with house money, bro. And if yeah. that could be scary, like that, that you, you know what I mean? Like we just had an MVP se season, and this man's just gonna come in and be like, "I'm gonna do things my way now." Like yeah. that could be pretty scary. What's funny is that he won the MVP without any help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I bet you the Packers were like, "Dude, like, can you just chill out? Like, you won the MVP with without us drafting anybody to help you. Like, can you calm down for a second? <laughs> And he was like, you know what? You're right. 
And we're going, we're going 50 touchdowns this but year. But I still don't want to play for you. That's probably what the conversation <laughs> was a month ago. All right, moving on. Uh, Michael Thomas placed on the reserve pup list. Some reports say it could be sidelined 12 to 16 weeks, which is a long time. Yeah, man. Long time. Ankle injury, had a little surgery in June, I believe. Yeah. Talk about why he hush, waited? Hush, man. Why he waited till June to get the surgery is beyond me. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. Never claimed to be. Never will be. I don't know why. But he got the surgery in June. Gonna miss four months. And you know, think about this. They don't have a solidified quarterback. Like they're still going through a quarterback battle. Like th- this team could be bad this year with all the moves they had to make to get under the salary cap. He might not play this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a very. Like, there's a like, realistic situation where weeks, you know, the 16th week of him being out, right? The 16th week, they're out of playoff contention. They're like, you know what? Let's just. Just let's take just, it easy. Just we take want it you easy. for the long haul. Exactly. We want you for the long haul. The season's lost or whatever. Like, what if they're on if they're on the brink of playoff contention? Maybe they're like, okay, maybe we'll see. It will ease you in. But the second they get out of playoff contention. They're shutting him down. Yeah. There's no way. There's no reason to. So, so I mean, it sucks to see for Michael Thomas. I mean, obviously, it's a it's another loss of a superstar. Um, it could possibly be the entire season. We don't know. We know he's coming back, you know, in within 12 to 16 weeks. So, he should be back after that first part of the season. Uh, to me, this biggest, this move, this, to me, helps Taysom Hill. Yeah, in the quarterback battle, reason being, there's there's nobody to throw to. Yeah, there's nobody to throw to. There's no so established. There, this option. is now a run first team, and this to me is gonna be like a a Baltimore light, in a sense. Like I there there's no solidified number one. You now have Traquan Smith. Their, their as, leading receiver last year had third. They're sorry. They're they were. The receiver with the most retar- most targets from last year that is returning to this team had like 30 targets. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like you have uh, Marcus Callaway, you have Traquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Like this makes me like Adam Troutman a little bit more uh, just because the targets got to go somewhere. But yeah. this is now a run first team. This, this, this I believe, helps – Taysom Hill win this battle or give him an edge on this battle because I think the the play calling that has to happen with the talent that is surrounded by this team right now, like unless you want Jameis to go out and throw 40 interceptions because he threw 30 with like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Yeah. Like now you don't have nobody. Like I, I really think that this is now going to be Taysom Hill under center. Um, I think I can start projecting for that. Um, but you know, this might give a little bit of bump to Camara just cause I think the workload is just, and then even I think Latavius Murray, he still had a little bit of standalone value in his own right. I think it comes up even a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're going to, you know, put Camara in the slot or, you know, move him around the formation as, of some point and put Murray in the backfield. You know, I, I think this kind of helps a couple other people get a, get a, get a slight bump. And help you out on your on your fantasy roster. No, I agree. I think uh, the biggest winner, and it's hard to say a winner from an injury, right? But the biggest, I guess, beneficiary will be uh, Latavius Murray if he's still on the roster, which 
Which, after this, I think he will be. Yeah. I mean, they can't afford now to cut offensive pieces. Yes. So, I think Latavius Murray receives a bump because, like you said, it's going to be a run-first offense. They're going to rely on the running game a little bit more. They're going to have to use Kamara in the passing game a little bit more than they than they, they usually do. So, they're going to need a guy to take over more He's of the early He's already the down. most targeted running back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that uh, Kamara's upside will go down just a tad just because I think Taysom Hill takes away some of that rushing touchdown yeah, upside. Absolutely. He takes away some of that red zone work. And I don't think you're going to have a volume play at wide receiver or tight end in this offense just because yeah. they're just not going to have enough passing offense, period. So I think if Troutman's going to break out, it's got to be with touchdowns. And now that Michael Thomas is out, I think this kind of maybe pushes me away from Troutman a little bit. You know, I think the allure is there, like the yeah. But at the ADP that tempting. he's going at right now, there's, he can't hurt you. He, there's no luring really away. Like you're taking a shot on him to, and I think right now, if you're looking at it, he's one of the best late round guys in the sense that the volume is there. There is a path to uh, for volume. They still they're gonna have to pass the ball. It's yeah. not they're not running every single play. It, they have to pass the ball. The volume's there. Like, you don't have anybody. Unless they bring somebody in, which there's no notable free agent wide receivers out there right now. Yeah. They, they, they're going to have to run with who they got. I mean, you and, can see some guys getting cut, and we'll talk about that in a second with the uh, COVID protocols. Uh, I got a, you know a couple of things about that. But you could see some veterans getting cut, some guys changing teams late, or just guys you know being off rosters. I'm not I don't I don't think they had anybody either. Yeah. I think they're just gonna shift their offensive identity and it's gonna look really weird if Jameis ever gets in. Yeah, absolutely. Like what do they do? If they're a team that is a run first team, it's gonna look a lot different with Jameis in the in, in the game. So I think the situation is just probably too messy for me to really invest in outside of Camara. I think I'd be okay with having Camara. A little bit more sure of his workload now. It's just you just got to keep in mind the touchdown upside. It's probably not there. So um, the next bit of news, Anthony Miller, Bears wide receiver, traded to the Houston Texans. So they take Randall Cobb and sprinkle a little salt on him, and it turns into Anthony Miller. Another player that I will not have any part of. I didn't have any <laughs> part of it. Anyway, thanks, Houston. You just, you know. Yeah. I mean, hey, this is, you know. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Not really interested in Anthony Miller or the Houston Texans. First uh, team to go 0-17. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Let's talk about um, – actually, you know what? I'm going to move the quarterbacks to the end. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks in a second. We got a couple quarterback things. Cole Komet, tight end for the Chicago Bears, expected to see an increased role per Matt Nagy. Are we interested, Justin, in Cole Komet? Uh, I'm really not. I – you Why? know, both of us are – both of us – or a little bit higher on um, Mooney yes. as, as the second guy. I don't think that Andy Dalton, he was garbage last year. And I don't think that they can support three fantasy options if we're, if we're thinking that Mooney's kind of going to break out this year. Even if it's Fields, I still don't think it. And Jimmy Graham's still there. Yep. And I know that he might. He he's gonna make the roster, I believe. I think he's still gonna be there. I think he's still gonna be that 
annoying guy that's not going to allow Cole Komet to, even if he has a, you know, an increased role, what is that? He didn't have any type of role last year. So if he has an increased role, you know, yeah, exactly. And Matt Nagy likes to kind of go around the wheelhouse with, you can't believe anything he says. (sighs) Jesus Christ, man, this guy, we'll just, this guy, (laughs) this guy, this guy. That's all I gotta say. I, I'm yeah. not really interested in Cole Komet. I mean, I I'd rather take a late round flyer on Troutman than I would Cole Komet. Oh, absolutely. You know, yes, I agree with that. So, yeah, that's um, a guy I'm kind of yeah. I got staying away I from. got Komet outside my top twenty tight ends. Yeah, so. I, yeah he's it. He's no, way I'm not about it. He'll be okay. he'll be on the waivers. Yeah, uh, Jets rookie running back Michael Carter working with the first team offense in the early stages of training camp. Not on your head, man. Are you excited about Absolutely. Michael Carter? Absolutely. This is this is some good news, man. I was I was high on him like a month or two ago. Like I'm absolutely, I, I'm I'm ready. I, I'm gonna be targeting him in my drafts, especially the ADP that he's going at right now. I think he's somewhere like in the sixth, seventh round, somewhere like that. 88th overall. He is currently 37th in ECR. Yeah. So I he's going around guys like James Conner, Zach Moss, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake. Give me Michael Carter all day long. That could be the one eight. Give it to him. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'd rather take the shot on Michael Carter than any of those. I think guys. his ADP and is going to go way up, though. I think that's with the only all these thing reports, it's going to go up. And that's the only thing that scares me. If it gets too high, then it's going to get to the point where I won't have any shares of him. But like right now, I, I'm in a best ball draft. I just took him pretty late. So I was able to, but he was like my fourth running back at that point. Like, yeah, I think right now I'm looking at my rankings, and I I just I can't put him higher. I could put him in my top 36 running backs, but that's pretty much as high as I can go. I can't put him above. I mean, I could probably put him above AJ Dillon. I think that that's probably a good move that puts him oh, at absolutely 33 for me. But I've got other guys that have more secure volume. I'm just more sure of. So, I mean, hey, if he let's see what he looks like in preseason because you know he's going to get some work in the preseason. Yes, rookies usually absolutely. always do. So, okay, uh, this one is a little interesting. The Giants cut converted wide receiver slash tight end Kelvin Benjamin after one day at camp. One day, apparently, I mean, allegedly stealing food, right, and. The head coach and GM kicked him off the practice field today. They found, I guess they saw surveillance footage or something. Like it was, I feel like they hired a task force <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like you ever see those like task force that are like, oh, we made this huge drug bus and it was like, you know, five ounces, of, like something like really small, like a, the smallest amount of drugs you can find. I feel like this is it. Like they, they kicked this guy out out of practice. Like they couldn't just like wait and like cut him today or tonight or something, you know. So I don't know. It was, it was just a weird thing to see. And got to set the standard, man. No, no, no. I'm all about it. I'm all about the move. I just thought it was interesting to see how they handled it, and maybe they did it to show the rest of the team they're not messing around. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Got to set the standard. Wholeheartedly believe Joe Judge would do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is the judge. <laughs> he is the judge. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. All right, uh, Curtis Samuel placed on the pup, dealing with a groin injury. He had the same; he was dealing with the same injury in minicamp and OTAs. Still kind of lingering. How are we feeling about Curtis Samuel? I know you're a good a Curtis. Big Curtis Samuel fan. Let me talk to Curtis real quick. 
right, here. I'm Skip, gonna step away. I'm gonna get Curtis. I'm gonna give you the get room. your groin right. You got some football coming up. You got some guys that are trying to take you in fantasy football. We need you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You just said Amen. a prayer. Yes, I said a prayer. Did you pray I, to the fantasy I, football I, guys? I prayed for his groin. <laughs> okay. All right. Get sure. better. Damn it. Um, uh, I think he'll be all right, though. For real. I, I, I yeah. mean, he'll be okay. I mean, we'll uh, see. I just definitely keep I know an eye on it because those, but, those yeah. groin injuries linger a lot longer That's than we want them to. So. Yes. Uh, Come on. Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. avoids the pup list. That's good news. Knee injury, saying he feels great. I saw him in some. You watch some training camp footage of him running routes and him doing individual drills. He looks good, man. He looks good. I just hope that they don't that Baker doesn't go back to trying to force feed him. him. Just just let it let the offense flow, man. Yeah. Don't act like Odell is. Yes, he is a, a a star wide receiver. But don't act like like just let it flow, man. Just yeah. let let the offense flow. It looks so much better at the last part of that. You know they went toe to toe with Kansas City. Yeah, last half of that season. Or well, they stayed true. They were. They ran like, the ball. Yeah. They used play action. They they weren't. They like, looked really good, man. Yeah. They yeah, just absolutely. don't force feed it. Let, let's. I'm out on Odell Beckham though. Yeah. After, yeah. I mean, I know we just said all those nice things, and he, you know, if he's listening, he's probably like, "Oh, that's those guys really like me." I'm out. I'm just out. I can't do it. For the right price. For the right price. Maybe, I, I'm but... Take him. I don't know exactly where he'd he's going ha- from, right He'd now, have to fall pretty far, though. That's that's my only problem. And currently, I have him sitting at wide receiver 37. You know, I just... Where he's at, you know, I'd rather... I'd, I'd take him over Juju, LaVisca, Devonta Smith, Michael Gallup. Those are the guys I have him over. But the guys right in front of him for me, Darnell Mooney, Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel, Robbie Andrews. Like, I just think that it's – oh, breaking news. Sorry about that. Breaking news on the show, Dak Prescott. And he was actually going to be my first quarterback I talked about. This, this was going to be the next thing I talked about. Dak Prescott today had an MRI reveal, reveal the muscle strain in his shoulder. Breaking news, he could miss a few weeks with a shoulder injury, raising concerns for Cowboys backup quarterbacks. Are we going with Danucci again? <laughs> oh my god. Um this obvious oh hopefully this is a I gotta I gotta find out. Hold on, let me vet this real quick. Let me find out if this is a throwing shoulder. Cause that would be rough. Um all right, let's talk about some quarterbacks, Justin. You know, we just hit on Dak Prescott. Uh you know, obviously, Ben Denucci, quarterback one. <laughs> yeah, they probably wish they kept uh, Andy Dalton, right? I don't think they did. Hey, I don't sneaky trade offer right here. You ready? Oh God, Jordan Love. Send a, <laughs> send a six round pick for Gardner Minshew right now. Yeah, they're not doing that. <laughs> hey, he he he's ready. He he needs to go to the bathroom according to his uh his press conferences that he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, I saw that. that quote? Number two is not an option for me right now. So I haven't gone to the bathroom. I like the confidence, though, that he's like, you know, I'm not just going to give this guy the job. Yeah, but, I mean, go go handle your business, bro. Like, you got to have healthy oh, I know, man. If you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Come on, you know? bro. You ain't got to bring all that into it. Just say you've been working well, hard. And- you, hey, listen, you know Gardner Minshew is a little extra, okay? Yes. He had that whole Bud Light commercial last year, and he only started like two <laughs> games, so... 
promising people like Bud Light for a year if you start me in your championship. Like, do you remember all that stuff? Like, you didn't make it to the championship. <laughs> I couldn't play you. I <laughs> like. I will confess on the pod live right here that I drafted Gardner Minshew in my draft. Yes, now, listen, you did. I did not take him in the first round. Like, yeah, I guess he came out with something where like if you take me in the first round, Bud Light will send you a case of a case of beer. I I can buy a case of Bud Light. Exactly. I'll be okay. Exactly. I'll be, all right. I'll be all right. But uh, no, I waited way too long on quarterback that You're in, that, in that draft, and you know, Justin bailed me out and traded me Josh Allen like the next day or You're two week, or a week later. That's what happens when like three of your players get hurt in the first week. Yep. Oh, last year was a bloodbath. Okay. Um, Cam Newton quote isn't the guy he once was. And quote, Mac Jones may be the better option. That's the news. That's the hot, the uh, headline. Mike Florio reports that multiple teammates believe Newton simply isn't the guy he once was. Which I mean, you can see that he he's not what he yeah. used to be. Captain, we Obvious. get it. Like, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I truly do believe that Mac Jones is a better option for the New England Patriots. 100%. I believe that the coaching staff believes that Mac Jones is a better option for the Patriots. I think they're trying to maybe get that within the organization, like get the whole team behind it. With that being said, I don't think that he starts week one. I think that it's going to be some time for before he sees the NFL field. I think Cam's going to get the chance to at least play a couple games, and then they'll figure it out. Unless Dallas wants to freaking go trade for Cam Newton. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Let's kind of circle back to Dak real quick. I think that obviously we're going to do some more, some more digging, look at some injury doctors, see what they say. But said it could miss a couple weeks. Now that could just mean he's that, going to be out for the preseason. preseason yeah. and he could be ready for week one. Yeah. So you know, I'm not. We're about to have a Ben Nucci preseason. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Oh, this is going to be great. Um, so yeah, back to Cam Newton. So I'm going to pull up the. Uh, this the schedule and let's let's try to figure out when we think okay. Mac Jones is coming in. Yeah, when when's their bye week? I think they have a later bye week. Do they? Yeah. Okay. So so see for me like I do I do believe they want Mac Jones. I, I that's I that's why they went out and got him. I don't think they're gonna wait a whole year to just sit Mac Jones. I really don't. I think that. Yeah, it's going to be... What do you got? You got a weird-ass look on your face. Okay, so this is interesting. All right, I I have the schedule for the Patriots pulled up right now. Okay. All right? Week 14 by. Oof. Not ideal for transitioning. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. So listen to the... This is the opening schedule, right? Miami week one at home. Okay, tough team, right? Cam starts that game, I think. Pretty confident in that. Yeah, 100%. That's a tough team. That's a tough game at home. You don't want to start your rookie quarterback off against the Dolphins defense. Week two at New York. Easier matchup, but then it's it's tough sledding. It's still still too early, though. It's still too early, right? Then they play New Orleans, Tampa, and then Houston. Now, Houston, week five, could be a spot, but then they play Dallas, the Chargers, the Panthers are supposed to be better. The Browns after that, Tennessee, Buffalo, Indy, Buffalo. Like, their schedule's tough in the second half of the I year. I can see – all right, so for me, I can see that week five Houston game. 
as the Mac Jones gets a chance, provided that Cam is just average. What if Cam it, comes out week one and is just straight trash? Like it's just okay, absolutely well, okay. a shell of himself. Well, yeah, if if he's if he's no longer his former self and has fallen off the cliff, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to put up for that. But there was moments last year where Cam Newton shined. You know, he actually did he did decent. Okay, yes, he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns or whatever, but he had 42 rushing attempts in the in the red zone alone. Like for fantasy option, he was decent before the wheels fell off. Now, when are the wheels going to fall off? If they're going to fall off. I think that they're going to ride Cam Newton a little bit. And if he's just like that average guy, you know, say they go into Houston and they're two and two, or you know, say say they win the first two, but then they go they lose the next two. I think Bill Belichick maybe looks at Mac Jones like, hey, it's against Houston. It's a tune up game. Like let's see what you got. You know, see you know, and then they have Cam Newton to fall back on. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's I mean it's hard to project those. Because you don't know, like, it's what we would do, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to go face Houston, especially with the defense that Bill Belichick always comes up with. Like, I don't know, man. I, I That one's kind of tough, but I do think that Mac Jones is probably the better option. I don't know how soon. Yeah, I think if him. you're going to get the quarterback, if you're going to get Mac Jones in, it's going to be that week five to nine range. I think that that's the softest part of their schedule. They do have two tough matchups in there, but they also have, you know, their matchups against Houston, the Jets, and the Panthers. There's three, you know, those are three teams that were not playoff teams last year. Yeah. So that's a that's the softest part. Once you get to Cleveland in week 10, you've got Cleveland, Tennessee, Buffalo twice, Indy, and then Miami to finish the year. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough stretch. Like you don't want to start him towards the bye week, and you know you're looking at their week eleven. They got a Thursday night game, so they got that mini bye between eleven and twelve. But still, it's Tennessee, Buffalo. Like that's a tough part of the schedule. So I think right around that week five range is probably where we'll see Mac Jones, and that makes me a little nervous for Damian Harris, just a little bit. Why? I don't want to draft him too high. Oh yeah, I so mean I think his current his he might struggle ADP, to start though. the year. And you're not gonna you're not gonna want to start him against Miami, New Orleans, or Tampa. Yeah, especially Tampa. But at the ADP that he's going at right now, he's not a necessary option for you to have week in week out. Like you can, right? I mean, you can, can manage your game. roster. So yeah. All right. So let's move on from the Patriots. That's enough of the New England Patriots. Drew Locke taking the first snap at quarterback on day one of Broncos camp. I will throw this in that Teddy Bridgewater is taking the first nap tomorrow, day two. So, yes, Drew Locke took the first snap, but I'm still... Was that the only snap? No. <laughs> I know me and you have a little disagreement about who's going to start week one for Denver. We know, obviously, now that it's not Aaron Rodgers. Yes. The process of elimination. So now it can only be between two guys and... You know, barring injury, I still think it's Teddy. I, I you think it's I Drew truly Locke. believe it's Drew Locke. I really think that this. And listen, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to fault you for thinking that. I mean, he did get the first rep today, and yeah, I mean, I'm not looking really into who got the first rep or whatever. I just, 
I really think that this coaching staff wants to see what they invested in, and I think this is their last little bit of what they're going to see. I know they saw it last year or whatever, but I think that this is that last little bit that they're going to be like, hey, what do we got? And then, it, you know, just like any other person, hey, we got a little insurance policy with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, for fantasy-wise, obviously we all want Teddy Bridgewater, but – I, I just I really do think it, Drew Locke is going to start the season. Let's see how long he's the starting quarterback. Yeah, I I, I think that this news or this um you know just him taking the first snap it for me it more signif- you know signals that kind of what your point was they're trying to they're trying to give him an opportunity right for me I don't I think that they find out what they need to know before week one and that's kind of where I think Teddy will get the start. But I agree with you in the thought process of they want to give him a shot. Yeah. They're saying, hey, you take the first snap. You lead the way today. Let's see how you do. Day one of training camp, you lead the way. And we'll start off like this. And Teddy's just going to have to earn it. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm still staying with sticking with Teddy. But it's, I, I will concede that the chances of Drew Lock starting are getting bigger the more he performs during training camp. Yeah. So, okay, last thing we got, news and notes. A little bit longer segment today, but there's a lot to talk about, and Justin wasn't here last week, so got to break down some stuff, you know? All right, last thing, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards test positive for COVID. Damn. Now, I threw this in here today because the NFL just came out, and I don't want to get too political on this podcast, but the NFL just came out with the new, not new, but they reinforce their COVID protocols, right? And they're talking about vaccinated, unvaccinated players and what can happen to teams and to games if players aren't vaccinated and there are like, you know, if there's an outbreak, you know, teams are going to forfeit games if they can't be rescheduled within the 18-week season. So I think that I really only put this in here because there's two teammates. They play positions that line up right next to each other. I mean, obviously they're 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 both probably unvaccinated, right? And I'm and I'm not going to sit here and tell them they need to be, but it's just you just something we got to keep an eye on. Like the COVID thing is still staying strong; it's still going to be here during the season. It's still going to have effects because a lot of players, you know, are choosing not you know to get more information, I guess, before they make an actual decision. Or some people are just outright against it, and that's their own decision. Uh, I talked about it on the commissioner podcast about how to handle COVID situations and go back and listen to that because, you know, this, this COVID thing's not going away. It's not. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but two teammates testing positive just remind, should just be a reminder that this is still here and you still have to pay attention to it. You still have to be able to adjust and, you know, we're here to help. Yep. Get get well, stay healthy, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This thing is this COVID thing is is ruined a lot of lives and you don't want to see anybody get it or test positive for it and you don't want to see that. So, hopefully hopefully they're good and they get back on the field soon, man. Yep. I know Gus will be out 10 days. He's his was a little earlier. It wasn't today that he tested positive, but Lamar tested positive today on Wednesday, so he's going to be out in the next 10 days, so you know, we'll see how we'll see how that how that affects the team going forward. All right, Justin, you ready to talk some hot takes, man? Let's do it, man. All right. You you go first. 
Are you what's want me first? to go first? Yeah, what's your, uh, right, yeah you haven't talked in a week. I've been talking. My, my mouth is dry. <laughs> I'm freaking tired of talking. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah. All what's right, your, give me your so first hot take. My first hot take, which I believe is very... It, it's a lot easier in my eyes to see it happen due to the fact that Kirk Cousins was able to project or support two wide receiver ones last year. I think that the... Los Angeles Rams are going to have two wide receiver ones this year. Uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. And I say that because last year you had um, Robert Woods just finish at uh, wide receiver 13. Cooper Cup finished at wide receiver 26. All right. But Jared Goff threw 20 touchdown passes. Matthew Stafford on the Detroit Lions, very bad team. Through 26 touchdown passes. You don't have Cam Akers anymore. Yes, you have Daryl Henderson, whatever. Like, I just, I think the passing volume is going to go up. I think the mark of 30 or more touchdown passes is easily, easily obtainable for Matthew Stafford and in this offense. And if you just add 10 more touchdowns to this wide receiving core, there go, that just projects. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy when you look at the stats from last year and how close like a touchdown would project this guy two more spots ahead, three more spots ahead. Like things were very, very close. So now you're gonna tell me that you there's a possibility to have ten more passing touchdowns, if not more, in this offense, and we can't have two wide receiver ones. I think that's very easily possible. The way they're being drafted right now, you have Cooper Cup. At wide receiver 19 and Robert Woods at uh, wide receiver 17. All right. So you have them right there in the middle range of the uh, the wide receiver twos. I definitely think that they're going to be wide receiver ones by the end of the year. I can see it happening. I see the path for it. I, you know, just kind of, it's just statistics, man. There's pro, it's uh, positive. Playing the probabilities. Yeah. Positive regression, though. You're going to get more touchdowns, I believe. Uh, you have an upgrade in quarterback. You still have the same mastermind in Sean McVay, and you lost your star running back. It, it just, it's got to happen. They got to throw more. It's, it's got to happen. And especially with the touchdowns, you could have the same receiving line. They had very similar receiving lines last year, but Robert Woods had six touchdowns receiving, and uh, Cooper Cup had three. Just give him a couple more. You're good. If, if Robert Woods gets a double-digit touchdowns and Cooper Cup gets eight, nine, something like that, man, easy. Easy wide receiver ones. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I'm only going to throw one thing in there. Uh, Jameis Winston supported two wide receiver ones by throwing 30 touchdowns. He also threw 30 interceptions that year. But, yeah, that 30-touchdown mark, that can easily produce two wide receiver ones. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. I can see it. All right. My first hot take, and – I might catch some heat for it, which is the point, right? So, uh, Adam Thielen finishes with more half PPR points than Justin Jefferson in 2021. Now, I'm going to start this by saying that the Mike Zimmer-led Vikings have notoriously been a defensive-minded team, right? He's a defensive head coach. Their team likes to run the ball. I mean, they got Dalvin Cook. They got one of the best rush offenses in the league. They got Kirk Cousins, who is not... I wouldn't say that he's a world beater, but 
he's been pretty good, pretty decent. I mean, he's been he's vastly overpaid, but yes, he's, if he was paid a little bit less, I think people would see him in a different light. And I think that that I mean that's a whole other podcast episode. But um, I mean, they got a, a a decent offense. I just think that the identity of this team is going to be run the ball in defense. And that's just how Mike Zimmer rolls. Now, throw some stats at you right here. The Vikings last year gave up multiple 30-point 30 30 games, multiple 40-point games, and a 50-point game last year on defense. They dropped $40 million in guaranteed signings on defense in this free agency period this year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to try to shore up that defense. I think that this team wants to get back to running the football, playing good defense, and that decreases the passing volume for Justin Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson broke broke the rookie record last year for yards, right? Over 1,400 yards. He did it on a lower amount of targets, so he was super efficient with those targets. The Vikings offense overall was super efficient, right? It's because of the running game sets up a lot of things, and it made life easier on... You know, like just life easy on everybody in general, right? If you're if you're efficient, if you're running the football, you're establishing the run, you're able to use play action, you're able to, you're not dropping back in a straight drop back situation, right? Where that that put, puts pressure on the offense, on the quarterback. Uh, you know, with them being an efficient offense, I just think that if the volume comes down, like he's gonna have to do it mostly with touchdowns. And you know, as we've seen over the last couple of years, Thielen is the touchdown guy. He's a guy that's going to be, I mean, he's still a good wide receiver. Like, I'm not going to let anybody tell me that Adam Thielen is not a good wide receiver still. I get it. He's a little bit older. Justin Jefferson should be the next guy up in this offense. But, you know, let's not pretend that Stephon Diggs wasn't struggling to get over 120 targets year over year in this offense before he went to Buffalo. I think that they get back to running the football because they passed last year out of necessity. When you're giving up 30, 40, 50 points a game, you have to throw the ball. You have to try to come back. You have to try to – because they were a competitive team. Yeah. And they're still trying to win games, still trying to get to the playoffs. They're trying to – they're throwing the ball because they have to. And if that defense is what it should be and they get back to that, I think the the need for them to throw the ball is going to come down. And Zimmer doesn't want to throw the ball anyway. He's like Pete Carroll. They don't want to throw the ball at all. These are two old-school head coaches – they want to win by defense and running the football. And I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson, truthers out there. I just, I'm not confident in his workload this year. And that scares me, drafting him as the, I think, seventh wide receiver off the board. So I think uh, Adam Thielen can definitely outproduce him in touchdowns. And, you know, he can, you know, just, he's only two years removed from over 100 catches, right? Over 1,400 yards. Like he's, he's not that far away from that. Like, I think Adam Thielen definitely has a shot to outproduce Justin Jefferson. All right, man. I mean, I do like Justin Jefferson a little bit more, but that is definitely a hot take. And if, especially if, you know, the, obviously the regression is going to come into play, but if Adam Thielen can sustain the touchdowns that he had, I mean, I could see it. I think it's going to come down to touchdowns, but I think that, Justin Jefferson has cemented himself as the wide receiver one in that team. No, and I, and I, and I, w- I will say that, and that's 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 not that's, you're not wrong. I think that the I just I'm just a little worried about the volume, and okay. I think if the volume goes down, you're gonna have to do it on efficiency, 
and he produced all in efficiency last year. So I think that that regresses in a big way. No, not not like a, a massive way, but like it comes back down, right? And Thielen's a vet. Like he, I think, just think he's going to be a consistent, steady option. And you know, you could see a down year from. I'm not calling for him to bust, yeah. but I mean, he put up the most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver since what Randy Moss, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is that an anomaly? Is that just a one-off? Is he that player year over year? I mean, if he's not, Adam Thielen could definitely outproduce him. Yeah. All right, man. So my last um, hot take for the night. I'm gonna go ahead and st- I'm gonna I'm gonna go dig deep a little bit. This wide receiver right now is at ECR. He's 51. Uh, currently going in like ADP 102. So you know, right in the middle of that eighth round. Uh, Jalen Waddle is gonna finish as a top 25 wide receiver. Ooh, this year. Top twenty five. Top twenty five. Okay. All right. I know before the show we were talking about whether you wanted top thirty five, twenty five, or top thirty six. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Super and, I'm excited. Say, you went with top twenty five. Yeah, I'm gonna go twenty five. And here's why. I just there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that I like. I'm trying to fit. Like obviously, I, like I'm a Miami fan, and but I, this isn't a whatever a homer pick whatever like i'm not trying to be super excited about the dolphins whatever this is just strictly fantasy because right now you have the wide receiver core that you had last year what was left of it for Tua to be throwing to was it just it was bare bones out there he's throwing to lynn bowden jr like Jakeem Grant, like, no, he wasn't even there. Oh, he, <laughs> he was. I, I think he uh, probably speaks to the opted out last year. Yeah, yeah. So right now you have uh, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams not even practicing to start training game. You have a Jalen Water who they just drafted very high, who Tua played with, and you're and then Will Fuller suspended for week one. So right off the gate. You go out and play New England, which is a very tough defense, and he creates chemistry on an NFL game with Jalen Waddle in week one, like right off the bat, a guy who gets separation, a guy who makes Tua a little bit more comfortable, I can see top 25. That that means that's Curtis Samuel numbers from last year. That's what gives you top 25 numbers. And I can see it. Curtis Samuel finished – with 77 receptions, 851 yards, three receiving TDs. Yes, he did some stuff on the ground. Yes, he you know you know he did those little gadget plays or whatever. But, but Waddle can do that too. He can do that too. Exactly. He's a very great separator. He's very fast. He's kind of reminds me similar of like Jerry Judy. Like he can get well, open. A lot of people comped him to Tyree Kill. Yeah, he can get open, man. He's yeah. fast. I think that. He is going to allow Tua to become a little bit more comfortable because his skill set of what he's what Tua is doing right now, he's not comfortable with Devontae Parker. The close, you know, he, the contested catch guy. He's not that type of guy. Will Fuller, we haven't even seen, and we don't even know if Will Fuller can stay healthy a whole season, you know? And so who knows? Let's see what happens. But I think that Jalen Waddle, even with the full a, a full supporting cast for Tua. I think that he's that's going to be his main guy. I think he's going to be lead the team in targets. 
Oh, and yeah, I do. I do okay. think that. I think that there, that chemistry is going to go further than this hot take is a gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Yeah, you've pretty uh, much given two hot takes. Yeah, I really do. There, I, I can see it. There's no, there's no other path that I can see. I think Will Fuller is going to be the field stretcher. I think Devontae Parker is. I don't. I don't know how much he's going to be involved because he's not. He doesn't support what Tua does. Yeah. Well, and he's come out and said that. Like, I'm not used to the level of separation. Well, now mm-hmm. you just went out and got two guys that increase the separation for you. Yeah. You know, and I think that Jalen Waddle is going to be that guy to give you Curtis Samuel type numbers this year in year one. And he's going to be a decent value, especially in the eighth, eighth, eighth round, yeah. middle of the eighth round. No, I can definitely see, you know, I agree that. Fuller could, is going to be the guy that stretches the field. I think Parker will be more of a red zone guy, and he might have more touchdowns than Waddle, but I think Waddle will get a lot of volume like over the middle. Yes. They'll manufacture touches for him, jet sweeps, screens, And he can make his passes. own plays. Like he's, yes. he's you just got to give him the ball. Just, just give him the ball. Just give him the ball. That's yep. all you got to do. You can put him in the backfield. I'm confident <laughs> if they just gave him the ball, he could do something with it. So. Yeah, no, man, that's a good, that's a good one, man. And Miami likes to run screens. Yeah, they do. Miami love. I don't, I don't know why it pisses me off watching it because <laughs> we're down. Oh man, they must I, still believe that they have Jarvis Landry on the team. Well, I, they just that's, got. That's where Jarvis Landry made his got, money. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen <laughs> catches for seventy yards. I remember those PPR <laughs> days, dude. I remember. <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. Ten catches, forty yards. <laughs> All right, uh, my last hot take is Justin Fields gets the nod week one and is the NFL Rookie of the Year. Hey, Matt Nagy did not say that. All right, and <laughs> you had one that was a gift that keeps on giving. I have one as well. He produces two top 24 wide receivers. Ooh. Now, I'm confident in mostly in the second part because I absolutely love Darnell Mooney this year. I think he... He had some pretty bad quarterback play last year, and I think if he had even a competent quarterback, I think people would a lot more people would know his name this season because you just watch him play last year. Every single pass was like 15 yards overthrown when when he he's wide open. He is toasting Jalen Ramsey at the line of scrimmage and just running free down the sideline. And I don't remember who the quarterback was. It doesn't matter because they're both the same guy throwing it 20 yards past him. And he's just like, he's running all these all these yards. I need some extra car, dude. I wanna, anyway. Okay, <laughs> I got to look at his. I'm going to pull up his air yards. And this is going to be an interesting one because, man, Darnell Mooney was just so freaking good last year. And he just didn't get enough yeah. catches. He was like, he was kind of like Jerry Judy where like he would get open, but the targets were uncatchable, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's just, he's such a great, he's such a great player. And I'm, I'm really excited for his breakout this season. And obviously Allen Robinson is a guy that's going to get, he's going to get his, and obviously he should be a wide receiver one this year. If he gets the 150 targets he normally gets, he could be the guy. And the one thing that will back up Darnell Mooney even more is that I'm way more confident in Andy Dalton than I was in uh Trubisky, or Nick Foles. That is weird to say. It is, yeah. I I should go wash my <laughs> mouth out with some soap because it doesn't feel good to say it, but I I do believe it. And I think that even if Fields isn't the week one starter, 
if it's week two or three or whatever it is, Dalton can <laughs> Dalton can do enough to support Mooney early in the season. Yeah, uh, Dalton can definitely support Justin Fields getting on the field. <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, Mooney will have a lot more catchable passes, even with Andy Dalton. So I think that Fields, for me, gets on the field week one. I think that this is a Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson type scenario where the Seahawks paid Matt Flynn to come and be the starter. They draft Russell Wilson. They realize Russell Wilson's way freaking better, and then he's the week one starter, and then they're paying Matt Flynn all this money to sit on the bench. Yeah. I think this is that same situation. Listen, now, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I understand that not you, yet, you told Andy Dolan, hey, you're our starter, but stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that Justin Fields was going to be sitting there for you to trade up and go get because everybody's passing on him for some reason. Yeah. He should have been the the starting quarterback in Carolina. Then he should have been the starting quarterback in Denver. Yeah. But no, now we're talking about he's on the Bears. And stuff I think, happens. Yes, stuff happens. Life happens and it's, all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, I got Justin Fields on my team now. Oh, Sweet. I had the chance to okay, Andy Dalton. Um sorry, bud. I'm gonna get you a personalized clipboard, get you some nice headphones. And then some pom-poms. Justin Fields, QB1 on the field, Andy Dalton, QB1 in your heart. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Need a t-shirt made ASAP. ASAP. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. Remember to follow the show and both of the hosts on Twitter and Facebook. Links are in the description for the Twitter and the Facebook page. You can follow Justin on Twitter at Pixie underscore Jay Gonzo and then myself at Pixie underscore D-Rock, Justin, Mock Season 4.0 drops on Tuesday. Super excited, man. Absolutely. Getting closer to draft season. Take it away, man. All right, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in, staying with us. It's good to be back. And uh, we will see y'all next time. I hope y'all enjoyed. See you. Stay safe.